Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. What's up, internets? This is Chico Leo here with a new Fan Bros special delivery, and I'm flying high above the Brooklyn night. And joining me as my wingman across the country is... Big YC. What's up, Chico? What's up? So, flying high above the Houston skies is YC joining us on our special delivery. And um, <clears throat> I guess this is a big weekend for uh, for new TV shows. And Sunday night is was no, uh, no exception. So, True Detective, after more than a year off, uh, premiered. I don't think there's any way it could have ever, even if it had been the best show it could be, that it could have equaled, you know, the first season of True Detective. Um, and it certainly didn't. Um, what, 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 did you th- what did you think, though? Man, I kind of slept walked through True Detective. I watched the episode and still couldn't tell you what the hell was going on. Cops and sex and I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, they could call it cops and sex and corruption, um, and it definitely the the whole the whole storyline or plot is nowhere near as sexy as the you know crazy serial killer leaving women with antlers and the whole just, setup of L.A. is just not you know the Louisiana Bayou. Yeah, it just seems so mundane. And right. that was like the real disappointment. I'm watching the episode and it was just like um, visual notos. I mean, it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it, it was a really well done episode of Law and Order or it'll be like, <laughs> you know, like one one episode of Law and Order re- done really well and, and in, in eight episodes. Um, so, yeah, there are a bunch of cops who all end up on this case of the this dead city manager in this fictitious California city, and there's some kind of big railroad deal and the rough and Russian mafia involved, and we get into the personal lives, and they're all messed up. You know, one's more messed up than the other of the cops, and they're going to be, you know, working together from different departments, these three messed up cops, on this case and yeah it 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 definitely doesn't have you know any of the impact of the first one and none of the i don't think it could none of the allure the storyline just didn't hook me in Uh, the characters weren't interesting it was just i mean the performances in the original just got you from the like it took me two seasons of watching the wire before i realized what i was watching one of the best shows ever it took me the same for breaking bad Uh, you know like rarely are you immediately and by the second or third episode of true detective i was like this is like you know some of the best shit ever yeah i mean the first season of true detective was crack Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson out the gate. I mean, the story was interesting. The kind of creepy cinematography, the visuals, how they incorporated Louisiana. I mean, the whole thing from top to bottom was just great. Yeah, and, and I think the fact that it came out of nowhere, like you didn't know what to expect... 
True. So it really hit every and like you said, every element of it was really good. It was like, you know, the editing was really good. The soundtrack was really good. Everything about it was, you know, 10 out of 10. And anything that happened this second season is going to be like any NBA player replace, you know, the, the dude who played the shooting guard or small forward for the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. You know, unless you're Scottie Pippen, that's not, you know. No, no one is going to be remembered from that position. And so that, that kind of is what's going on. <laughs> I, I mean, if this wasn't, you know, True Detective, I would give it a B. But because it's True Detective, I have to give it like a C just because just and that might even be generous. Yeah, just comparing way too it to the, It's, you know, it's going to be a compelling, you know, corruption, cops and sex. It'll be an above average, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, but but compared to the original, it's you know, yeah, there is no comparison, or I I don't really think there will be, you know, when all is said and done. Well, I mean, that's the problem, you know. When I look at uh, Bullseye, uh, whatever his real name is, Colin Farrell, he, he right. plays the drunken, out of control cop, and I just feel like I've seen it before, seen it done a little bit differently and better. Um, so it just seemed kind of stale, you know, a stale rehash of something that was really fresh and original the first time out. Yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely no doubt. Again, I mean, everything in here you've definitely seen before. I mean, there's the, yeah, he's the corrupt cop with the drinking and drug problem. There's the cop who, you know, served in the in the Gulf War or in Iraq or Afghanistan and is obviously messed up, you know. There's the female cop who's, you know, got issues with men. And, you know, like they definitely are taking all the stereotypes and running with it. Um, like and throwing yeah, a hell right. mirror. You, they aren't running. Right, right. They're just throwing out a desperation. Yeah. That's it. I mean, they, they kind of were like, yo, we're not going to even try and top the last one. So we're going to go in the opposite direction. So if anyone is expecting, I mean, you know, going into this, if you're expecting Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey and weird serial killer, tribal, pagan, you know, weird stuff, uh, you're not going to get that. But if you want, like, you know, if you're into the corruptions, cops and sex, as LOYC put it, and and, and you're right, that is what it is. That's all it's going to be, just un unpeeling layers of corruption and venality and all that that's then you know that's what we're gonna get that's my prediction for the the next seven yeah but it it wasn't like the the unpeeling of an orange to get to some tasty sweet juicy inside it was like unpeeling an onion yeah no that's true sometimes you get an orange and uh, it's not too sweet and that that's definitely the case with now, I don't know if all is said and done, you know, if it's going to be an onion because, uh, you know, it's got so many layers to the story or if it's going to be an onion because it makes you cry because it's so whack. But, um, you know, one of those two things is going to happen. And But either way, yeah, it, it, it's an onion this season. On to, uh, on to power. Um, this episode of Power was called Like, like We're Any any other couple or like we're any couple and uh that was of course referring to ghost and angie's sojourn in uh miami which definitely seemed to play a bunch of dividends for ghost um i don't know what 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 you what did you think and what have you thought so far this season um we're three episodes in and power to me has always just been kind of a a b-level show 
um, you know, where you're gonna get your your fix of violence, a little bit of action, drugs, and sex, and it kind of is what it is. You know, what I mean, at this point, you kind of have to accept it. It's not gonna be exceptional acting. It's not gonna win any Emmys or Golden Globes. But if you can kind of, you know, munch your popcorn and enjoy it, then you're in a good place. And I thought this episode, it, it was cool. It was slow. Um, it, it finally built on some things from the first season where Ghost caught up with the girl with the pink shoes. And I thought that confrontation was, uh, it was like the second of some kind of silly scenes they had. You know, where he's um, out with Angela and trying to track somebody. It actually reminded me of the episode of The Sopranos where Tony takes Meadow to college and he sees somebody right. oh, yes. he Classic. needed to kill. And so he's yep. in all, all of these weird situations where he sees the guy and is trying to get him. And it's the same thing Ghost found himself in. It just wasn't executed as well. So, you know, Ghost is like, they had these scenes of him just obviously hard staring at his target and i'm like he right. just looks so stupid you know so like peering over yeah. the menu <laughs> like these straight uh cartoon you know right the detective in the hotel lobby <laughs> with, with the, the newspaper, newspaper and it's yeah. upside down yeah right. yeah <laughs> so it was things like that that kind of pulled me out of it but then what balanced that for me was the, the cartoonish antics that I did appreciate of Tommy and Kanan, uh, 50 Cent, right. going around terrorizing people. And just, where I mean, Tommy is bad enough where he enters a situation and things escalate. With Kanan, it escalates very quickly. So I... I well, I mean, I was going to say, Kane is out to mess up Tommy and goes shit. So for him to be just randomly shooting people they're trying to make deals with and stuff like that and gleefully I doing mean, it, it, um, it was awesome. is, 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 I mean, it, it completely, literally, but he's completely on his plan. Like anything that he can do that can mess them up, that's what he wants to do. And so it's this awesome thing. And now, you know, and yeah, now Tommy's all caught up in it. I've- I mean, I saw some people rumbling about how 50 Cent isn't a good enough actor and all this other nonsense. And I'm like, 50 is perfect for this. He has just the right amount of acting ability to play a goon who betrays his friends, is narcissistic, has a thuggish nature, goes around starting random beefs and bullshit for no reason. Like, if that's not 50 Cent, I don't know what is. Yeah, I actually, I think he's dope. I think he's got definitely dope presence. And I like his whole, like, you know, he's almost like the Joker, you know, like his whole grinning and, you know, killing people and messing things up and, you know, you know, trying trying to act all, you know, whatever with, with, Ghost, uh, with Ghost and Tommy. Meanwhile, he's trying to tear their whole network apart. And the fact that they're, you know, that they don't even realize it, you know, they are, as, as Ben Hamid said, like, you know, the dumbest drug dealers out there um, to not even suspect him. But the other thing um, is, like, what is Kanan mad about? I mean, we know he has right. some random beef with his ghost and he's trying to get him and trying to, you know, but they have yet to reveal like what his motivation is. So, right. Like, so we don't know why he went to jail, why he went to prison. So I thought there could be something like he went to prison, 
and to cover for some shit that they could have also gone away for. And he feels left at, you know, like, yo, I, you know, I was your boss and now you guys are making, you know, millions of dollars. What's up? You know what I mean? Like, I thought it would be something like he just haven't even really hinted. at. No, they haven't. That's all like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the 50 cent beat. Like, why are you mad at these dudes? You know what I'm saying? But all of a sudden, you're like, you're doing stuff to fuck with them, but we don't really know why you're mad, son. Tell them why you mad, son. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you that, that we should have had a much better confrontation with the girl with the pink sneakers, and she should have gone out better than, like, she should have had a much better scene to go out uh, in. Uh, just considering she was like the major secret villain of the first season and she was dope. I mean, she, you know, definitely, you know, moonlighted as a stripper to kill somebody and then put on her pink shoes. It was just generally dope. And so I, I there was I, I felt like they should have had more of a confrontation, like you said, and she could have had just a better, you know, final, you know, whatever for uh you know she could have gone out i mean not saying she had to had to go out in a hail of bullets or anything but um so yeah so she got killed by dude working for kanan who i believe was in uh boss the kelsey grammar uh chicago uh, show and um but the big thing this episode is that um yeah, Ghost gets confirmation from Angie that she's a U.S. attorney, and then she says she thinks Tommy is Ghost. So he now knows, you know, what's up, and and uh, he he actually for the first time in the entire show has the whole. I mean, I, you know, I think that part was really not well played, but I, it's like I appreciated how they're the thing that I really like about Power is they'll introduce something and then they kind of get to it relatively quickly. So the the pacing is good, you know, and they have some decent ideas. And with something like this, this reveal, which is a big reveal, you know, you would think it may occur mid-season or toward the end of the season. The fact that they've kind of pulled it out, like it's the third episode, so we get to watch it hopefully play out in an interesting fashion right. over the course of the season. I think that's really, you know, smart, but I'm just wondering whether they're going to go with it, you know, because now he knows what's up. Well, I think they are because the also Ghost this episode seemed like he was making a deal with the club owner down in Stern. Florida so they could screw, uh, you know, Victor Garber's character, Stern, exactly. And so here we would see Ghost in like the biggest position of power that we've seen him in since probably the first episode of the first season. Because he, he now has like, you know, potentially the ability to take out Stern or get Stern out of his hair. And he has all the info about, you know, what Angie's doing and how close they are to Tommy. And so I feel like it might end up, you know, she might be the key to them finding out about Kanan. Well, I, I, I think that somehow Stern is probably going to be at a fall guy. Ghost is going to end up twisting that in some form of fashion because Tommy was always at the club and now Stern is involved. I, I, I could really see them kind of doing a move in that direction. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously all the pieces are just getting set up, and, and this season some of those pieces are definitely going to fall. The piece that should have fell is Holly, and I'm so upset that they picked that piece back up and put it back on the board because she's a terrible character, like terrible. 
And she actually, she I don't think she was in this episode, but she's become, I mean, she's like the most soap opera-esque character that's like over the top with like, you know, if she had a mustache, she'd be twirling it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, the whole, much of Tommy's story is, is you know, is, is, is among the clumsiest stuff. And she, you know, being hit in his story, I, I, I think is, is, uh, no, I agree. This is, uh, this is like all B drama stuff, but I actually, I mean, I think it's done well. I think it's shot slickly. I think, you know, the acting is top notch. The, you know, we should shout out the, the creator. Cause you know, Shonda Rhimes gets, you know, deserves all the credit due her, but the creator of this show I don't think I'd ever seen. I don't think I'd ever seen anything else by her. Um, I mean, if, if Shonda Rhimes is the person who produces A level shows, then she's in her lane producing B level shows. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. But you know, they they can. I don't know. They can definitely do more stuff on Stars than uh, she can do on on, on ABC. Um, so the the showrunner and creator of the show is courtney kemp agbo and uh just shout 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 outs to her um you know another black woman who's created her own successful crime drama um and uh you know shouts shouts to courtney much respect i mean she got that deal so she's in a good place a lot of black female right a lot of black female creators are really doing big things yeah, and and this got picked up for a third season. Oh yeah, last yeah, yeah. week that, I believe that was, that was announced. That's her her, her deal. Right, so you know she's doing well. The show's doing well. I actually think this fits in with a lot of the stuff that Stars is doing, which is a lot of B stuff, like you know the the pirate show uh, Black Sails. That you know pirate stuff is like a B thing. Um, this is like a B crime thing, but they 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 do it slick and well and. Um, yeah, it's like a big um, Hype Williams video shoot. Right. You know, um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously a lot of people are going down this season. Um, I, I mean, the question is, like, is Kanan going to, you know, be throughout the whole show and, the, you know, in season five, are they finally going to have their show down? Or is, you know, are they going to get rid of him this season I mean, they can't, and move they on can't to, drag it out you know, that long. But like I right. really love That's his what I character because he's such a, a chaos bringer. Yeah, you know. So I, I, I like how, how everything escalates quickly when Kanan's on the scene. Yeah, and 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 it's all according to plan. I mean, he's like Loki <laughs> or the Joker. Well, yeah. I mean, he's actively moving to destroy their shit. So he's on top of it. He is on top of it. And hopefully Ghost, with all the information that he got this episode, is going to get on top of it. What I'm not on top of, unfortunately, is another Saturday Night Show, and that's Orphan Black. Um, I'm a week behind. I actually, you know, last week hadn't watched it, and I did catch up this week on that episode, but I haven't watched this Saturday's episode. So we're going to have to actually go with uh, Illawic. Uh, his impressions of uh, of tonight's episode of Orphan Black. You're a week behind. I actually had skipped the past four or five episodes and just caught this one, this finale. And um, it was like I hadn't missed much, you know. The last time I saw the show, uh, Helena had just escaped from the prison in Mexico, Afghanistan. Mexico, yep, yep. <laughs> some sandy yep. place that everybody can get to, but we don't know where it right. is. Right. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was Mexico. So from there, you know, they pick up here, and it was like, eh. I mean, I, I come back on really quickly. So it was kind of cool. Um, in this episode, we see Allison and her husband reunite Helena with her boyfriend. Um, Delphine has an interesting couple of character beats as she discovers that there have been some goings on with Rachel, and Rachel has really been kidnapped by the Neolution, who are really um, positioned as the big player for the coming season. Uh, and we find out that Rachel's doctor really um, has a moment where she she's revealed he's revealed as a traitor and Delphine kind of has him locked up and in a weird scene he goes like all the strain wrath of Khan on Delphine as he tries to, he cracks a tooth and then he tries to spit some kind of worm into her mouth and there's a bunch of blood so Ooh. the doctor Rachel's doctor who had been caring for her, um, through the whole season operating on her etc he really works for Neolution and when 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 Rachel finds out, well when Delphine finds out that Rachel has been swapped out with the girl the clone Chris Doball Chris Christine Chris somebody right um, she has the doctor handcuffed um, and while she's trying to interrogate him you know he attacks her and tries to spit this worm into her mouth so it's very much like the the overtures of the strain uh, or the wrath of Khan because it's like a little worm die. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually I think that's cool. Like remember the the tail? There was a dude with a tail in the first season. I kinda want them to get back to more of that weird stuff and you know, away from, you know, the just getting dragged down, bogged down in all the, you know, Neolution and Prolethean and Dyad and who's who and who's working for who and all that. I definitely there could be more, you know, spitting of worms. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, but I mean, um, I didn't actually realize this was a finale. Um, well, if it wasn't, it played like it. Uh, it was the episode right. ten, I believe. Right, ten. Oh right. yeah. Okay, so then that's it. Yeah. But, wow. I mean, it was a lot of spinning its will throughout this whole season. While it still gave us yeah. some. Some advancement. Um, we see Ferdinand, who was introduced early on as uh, Rachel's paramour. Uh, he ends up joining the clones after learning that Rachel is really alive. And he reveals that he really hates Neolution. And a he right. goes ham with a baseball bat <laughs> in one of the, another funny little scene. But one of the things that this show has really, really, really spun its wheels on is this is damn election with Allison. And that finally it right. uh, resolved. Um, eh. Did she win? Yeah, she wins. But so what? Like, right. There's no, unless I missed it in those last four episodes. I mean, the black lady she was competing against comes by and talks the same nonsense that she had been, been talking. So right. Allison wins, and they have dinner, and okay. <laughs> what right. was the point of that? Like, what right. was the big payoff? No, I, I agree. That whole thing was, you know, that was a waste of, you know, some people seem to like it, you know, but it really would change the tone of the, you know, to jump from Helena being tortured to like Allison's candy drug dealing business, you know, and, and running for the school board. It just was so whack. It, yeah. It just drank. I think they just played it for the comedy of it because Allison's parts are usually, you know, the comedy yes. is hilarious. 
But and it's also where they get all the opportunities for for clones to to play each other. You know what I mean? Like where Allison has to pretend to be, you know, Kasima, and Kasima has to pretend to be Sarah, and mm-hmm. Sarah. You know, like the, a lot of those that happen around trope. Allison type. Yeah, and it is tired. Um, and I feel like the show is becoming too self-aware, you know, like, it's like, oh, we got to do that every episode. No, no, you don't for sure. No. And I feel like stop introducing more clones. Well, I don't know. I, I don't mind introducing new clones. And if, if they're distinct personalities that are unique and it can change the flavor, but pretending to be the clones, that part is getting really tired. Right. I agree. So, I mean, that should be something that they do, like, once a season, like, or twice a season, like an Arrow-Flash crossover. Well, do it in a way that creates conflict and tension, you know? If right, you as to, opposed to just being a comical, you know, yes. interlude. So, if you had to sneak into Dyad or something and pretend to be racial, that was compelling, which is what happened with Sarah earlier this season when she met Ferdinand. That was right. interesting, because... She has to convince him that, you know, she's Ferdinand. I mean, that she's racial. With, Absolutely. with the other yeah, scenes, no. like, why do you have to pretend to be Allison? You know, there's no real need for that, oftentimes. It can be solved some other way. Yeah, no, I, 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 I completely, I mean, they, they, you know, they create these, these crazy situations where like, you know, one needs to be on stage or one needs to be at a meeting or one needs to meet some really important person. But no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, so yeah, if that was it for Orphan Black for this season, yo, I mean, again, Tatiana Maslany's performance, like absolutely all praises. Yeah, no, but she's the great. show has gotten bogged. Yeah, she's incredible. She deserves the Emmy every year. Reason, and I'm not just saying the that. The reason why I say it was the finale, um, they had this super long, like three part epilogue where one eh, I guess you could consider it major thing that happened was that Delphine um, gives a bunch of information about Dyad and the project to Kasima's new girlfriend and kind of apologizes to Kasima. And then she walks to a car and gets murdered like by some unknown, uh, unseen assailant. Oh, so that, that, uh, that could be the end of uh, Delphine then. No, it's very much the end of Delphine. I mean, she catches hot ones to the stomach. Um, After that, we see Rachel is reunited with her mother that she had been looking on on all the videos on the video screens. Oh, right, Um, right. Because Rachel has been spirited away to some like hidden lodge. In walks Doctor Duncan, and Rachel looks up and says, "Mother," and then it it cuts from there to Sarah and Mrs. S and Kendall uh, being reunited with Kira. And then that's how it ends. It fades out. So that was this season. Right. All right. Yeah, you're right. That that That's definitely it. So, um, all right. Well, uh, Orphan Black, season three, character advancement, uh, a lot of muddled uh, plot stuff, a couple, uh, couple of, you know, plot stuff that didn't work for us at Fambros. Uh, shout out to uh, Allison's soap drug business <laughs> and running for... Uh, uh, school board or uh, whatever. Um, so a couple of shows premiered on Sunday uh, on HBO. Ballers uh, starring The Rock 
and I'm blanking on the other one, but uh, it's a comedy with Jack Black and yes, The Brink with With, Jack uh, Black and Asif Mamvi and um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, yes. So, um, also Pablo Schreiber, uh, who was in people might remember, he was the porn stash guard in Orange Is the New Black, and he was the sort of main main white guy in season two of the wire like ziggy's cousin you know the dude who was like the drug you know got involved with you know dealing drugs to uh make money to buy a house so he's he's in that as well but you uh i digress you you saw ballers what did you think ballers is really great i was surprised because i didn't know what to expect what kind of tone they would take um and it was way more a comedy than drama um, I mean, it kind of this premiere episode spun or it hinged on a, a really tragic kind of thing, but it's played for comedy, and the whole episode kind of flows out from there. Uh, it has The Rock starring as Spencer S. Somebody who's a financial um, what's his actual title? He like basically manages the money of athletes. You know, an athlete has their agent, has their recruiter. Um, so he works for a, a, a sports marketing firm, but he handles the money and he, he's, he's, uh, looking for inspiration. Really. He's a retired football player who's not down on his luck, but he doesn't have clients and he has former friends, which he is failing to monetize as Rob Corddry, you know, hilariously repeats throughout the episode. So he has these right. people who are just, you know, they need his help to get out of these situations and they help him. But when he extends his hand to like, okay, let me be your representative, they always kind of, you know, walk past him or brush him off. So, I mean, the season's really going to be dealing with him trying to find his footing. And it kind of hints at him maybe having some kind of dramatic, dark past as he exited football. But, I mean, really, right. it's just more of a straight comedy. Um, it's definitely not Entourage, though it's by Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Right. And a lot of the people who are involved with Entourage. But um, it, it's, 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 it's comedy, but with a different feel. It doesn't have right. the lightness and kind of um, bubble-headedness uh, of Entourage. Like, it has the, the potential to have more gravita if they choose right. to move in that direction. But they can right. straight, you know, play it for comedy and be okay. And, you know, it was really good. Um, you know, cast is good. A bunch of, um, it has a, like a big minority cast. His rock is dealing with a bunch of black athletes. And then a lot of high women. Right. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out. I haven't watched it yet. Um, and so uh, let us know out there, fan bros, what you think. Um, I just wanted to shout out a new show. Um, Sci-Fi Channel has been making an effort to do more hard sci-fi. I've been, you know, pretty much disappointed with everything they've put out. I didn't, I didn't even last the whole season with uh, Twelve Monkeys. I did watch all of Ascension. I was intrigued by it, but ultimately a little, a little disappointed. Um, and they, they had a new show last week, Dark Matters. I watched the pilot. I didn't watch the second episode. Some people are digging it. But they had a new show that premiered this week called Killjoys, which I thought had a great pilot. It takes place in a you know dystopic corporate future where humans live on four planets called the Quad that are all separate. And there's sort of one sanctioned group of bounty hunters 
um, called the Killjoys that doesn't have allegiance to any of them. And this is basically about a crew of Killjoys who have to go rogue. And um, they're led by <clears throat> an actress that I don't, I don't know. She's definitely a woman of color. Um, I looked her up. She's half Nigerian, half Norwegian. And she heads the crew of like four um, Killjoys that basically have to go, you know, rogue. And um, it definitely had a lot of good like world building. I liked the characters. It had some good action. I definitely thought it had a lot more potential than Dark Matters. Um, the one sci-fi channel, uh, sci-fi show that I have been enjoying is Defiance. That just started up again. Uh, the third season. There's been two episodes, but that I, that took me a while to to really get into. And it's really the only thing that I could point to as a success on the sci-fi channel in a while, um, which is unfortunate. But the Killjoys is the the closest thing to that. Did you see the Mr. Robot pilot? I did. I enjoyed Mr. Robot um, up until the end where it was kind of predictable. You know, it kind of had a right. predictable uh, end, end piece. But the concept was dope. It's actually something like I wish... People would do hackers would do in real life, you know, go after these right. uh, corporations and creditors and clean up everybody's credit and, you know, do something useful. You know, I think they do. And what ends up happening is they get offered so much money by the corporation to come work for the corporation to do their security or whatever that they get co-opted so many times. Um you know, like, come, you know, we'll give you $10 million, come do our security. I don't know, but yes. So that does happen. Um, definitely, you want to check out um, Mr. Robot. It's starting this Wednesday on the USA Network. The pilot is up on YouTube in HD, commercial free. Very, very highly recommended. Um, I think pretty much, you know, everyone on the team, Kimson was the first to see it. He dug it. I dug it. Ben saw it, dug it. Tatiana ha said she was going to watch it. I'm sure she's going to really like it. It's definitely in her lane. Illoyc loved it, So, or up until the the last minute or two. But um, definitely check out Mr. Ooh. Robot. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's it for this week. Thank you, Illoyc, who will be joining us again next week. And um, I will have seen Orphan Black then, but I guess it won't matter. Don't even do it to yourself, Chico. Right. <laughs>